0: Muhammad, the الله، of Allah. Muhammad, حيّ على the حيّ على the الله أكبر الله is the إله إلا is
1: الحمد لله، نحمده ونستعينه ونستوفره ونستهديه، ونعود بالله تعالى من شرور أنفسنا ومن سيئات أعمالنا، من يهده الله فلا مضل له، ومن فلا نتجد له وليا مرشدا، وأشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له، وأن سيدنا محمدًا عبده ورسوله وصفيه من خلقه وخليله. بلغ الرساله وأد الامانه ونصح للأمة فكشف الله تعالى به الغمه وجاهد في الله حق جهاده حتى اتاه اليقين من ربه اللهم صل وسلم على سيدنا محمد الرحمة المهداه وعلى البيته الطيبين الطاهرين وعلى اصحابه وعلى من تبعهم باحسان الى يوم الدين يا ايها الذين امنوا اتقوا الله حق تقاته ولا تموتن الا وأنت مسلمون all praises belonging to Allah azza wa May the peace and blessings be upon his beloved Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam and upon his family and companions in entirety. Ask Allah Azza wa Jal on this blessed day of Friday to make us an ummah that's resilient in all of its affairs, to make us an ummah that's patient and that perseveres and that strives. For achieving and actualizing Allah's pleasure in our lives, personal and private, and public. In our families, in our communities, in our relationships. We ask Allah Azza wa Jal to make us a people who are willfully committed to everything that brings us closer to His pleasure. Allahumma Amin. And just as we ask Him, Subhana, to continue to aid our brothers and sisters in Gaza and Palestine to make their hearts firm, to give them strength to support them over their oppressors, and to bring about change for the world, to allow corruption to subside and dissipate, to allow justice to prevail, to allow us to see a better world for humanity, and a better condition for the Ummah Muhammad wasallam, and to make us agents for that change. Allahumma ameen. Allahumma ameen. Brothers and sisters, after more than a hundred days of what's been happening in Gaza. For many of us, it's become difficult to muster the energy or the will to even watch and follow along day to day. What's happening over there? The struggles and difficulties for the people of Gaza have not ended. The fighting, the bloodshed, the oppression... The martyrs, that hasn't stopped. It's been continuing for over a hundred days, yet you find the people of Gaza still leading the way and inspiring us on what to reflect on in terms of our state of affairs. What we need to change about ourselves, in the personal and the private, in terms of our character, in terms of our approach to things, in terms of our outlook towards life. They continue to inspire us. As we said in our khutbah for the past months, we really, really want to be proactive in our iman. That our iman has this real life effect to it. It's really changing how I experience my dunya. We want our iman to be proactive in that sense that we feel iman guiding our decisions. We feel iman supporting us in the most difficult times in our lives. We want to feel a greater calling, a greater purpose. We want to be true committed members of the Ummah of Muhammad. And that's a process. It requires a generational change. It requires a change from within me that's very, very fundamental to my core. And the way I operate on the most on the most Miniscule things and the most trivial things, the way I operate, the way I function, the way I talk and walk. We started these khutab with speaking about Ghazat al-Izza. And now Ghazat is showing us another one of its accolades. It's Ghazat al-Sumud. And it teaches us to reflect on this beautiful concept. And I want to share some verses from the Quran that, that give us perspective on this critical characteristic of Iman, Ghazat al sumud, a hub of resilience for the people of Ghazza. They don't need to try to act or function in the way that they do. No, it became who they are. Their circumstances and their constant and consistent reaction to those circumstances shaped and developed who they became as people. That's what needs to happen for me as a person. If I'm really going to feel what Iman could do, it needs to be something that is over the span of a lifetime, my responses to things, the way I manage things and deal with things. It's not something that you get from the first go. It's not something that you get from a ju- just a one-off or a special circumstance in your life. The people of Gaza are not worried about 100 days or a year. It's a lifetime and a lifestyle. That's why they became who they became. This great example for humanity. And by the way, this example is mentioned في Sunnah السنة النبوية. There's a hadith. It's an authentic hadith. It's mentioned in Mu'jam al-Tabarani. It says, the Prophet ﷺ says about, about what will occur over the stretch of time. The Prophet said, أول هذا الأمر ورحمة. The first of this affair and this matter is, go, is prophethood. And mercy. Then there will be this model of khilafa that emulates prophethood. And then will be rahmah with that as well. And then he says, This is the variation of this hadith. Then there will be kingship. And there will also be mercy for the Ummah of Muhammad SAW. Then leadership will continue to change and develop. And then after that he says, ثُمَّ يَتَكَادَمُونَ عَلَيْهِ تَكَادُمَ الْحُمُرُ And then the Prophet وسلم, in the end of this hadith he says, he, he tells us to be an Ummah of Ribat. And Ribat is something very close to the concept and idea of resilience that the Prophet وسلم, and the companions exuded over the span of a lifetime. And we as an Ummah are called to be a people of Ribat. He says, Wasallam. Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, he says, The best exertion for my ummah is ribat, is resilience. And the best of this resilience will be found in Asqalan. And they say Asqalan is very, very, very close to Gaza. They say that Gaza and Asqalan historically were always recognized as hubs of resilience. They were, uh, they were considered the people of the frontier, the people of uh, the, um, uh, the outer parts of the ummah of Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam who would defend the ummah against any acts of aggression that may infiltrate its borders. They were border areas, it's one of the border areas where there was so much blessing and so much... Uh, exertion historically for the ummah of muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam this concept of ribat brothers and sisters resilience what is it what is resilience i know patience and i know that patience is half of iman in the end of surah ali imran allah azza wa Jal gives us a very unique command makes us reflect on resilience allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says ya ayyuhalladhina amanu asbiru Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in this verse he says, O oh, oh people who claim to have believed, O oh people of Iman, be patient. We're all there. We understand that. That's a clear concept that's been mentioned so many verses, so many hadith. And then it says after that. Sabiru. What is Musabara? Against who and against what? What is that needed for? Against what? Resilience in the face of life and circumstance, resilience against antagonists, against enemies, against oppressors, has always been a rallying call for change for the Ummah of Muhammad. Resilience, one of the features of khayriya and goodness in the Ummah of Muhammad. صابروا. And then he says, ورابطوا. It's not enough for you to be patient. It's not enough for you to persevere against circumstances and against your enemies. After that comes ribat. Ribat is for you to keep yourself firm on that state of being consistent and committed and sincere to that message. What is resilience? They define it as the capacity to withstand or recover quickly from difficulties. It's toughness. The ability to come back together after breaking apart, after being spread thin. The mu'min sees this concept of steadfastness throughout life's journey. You know what? Am I going to be strong in every moment and in every situation? No. But where am I going to gain my strength from? From this consistent ability to whenever life pushes me towards the right or towards the left. Whenever life threatens to break my back, I come back and spring back together. That's the hallmark of ikhlas. That is something that is a feature for an ummah that's really ready for change. If I want to experience change in my personal life, I need to do that. You know what? I'm going to fail once, twice, and thrice, and ten times over, and I'm going to experience adversity. You know what? Adversity is not the problem. Adversity is not the problem. My response to adversity is and it ends up reflecting my identity, who I become as a person. Those those moments of great difficulty in our lives like the people of Gaza have been enduring for the past several months or in fact for the past several years. and the past, the people of Palestine have been enduring for decades. And as other pockets throughout the Muslim world have been enduring for generations. Brothers and sisters, this idea and this ability is what makes the grit and the power to really deal with the most difficult things that come our way in our lives. How can I... Incorporate this in my life. This was always the, the prophetic disposition. Look, there's so one of the verses that I wanted to reflect on was this last verse in Surah Ali Imran. Another one gives us an eye into the prophetic disposition, the end of Surah Al Anbiya. After mentioning the prophets and their struggles and their responses to those struggles, Allah Azza gives this unique description of who the prophets were. Allah Subh'anaHu Wa Ta'ala says, إِنَّهُمْ كَانُوا يُسَارِعُونَ فِي الْخَيْرَاتِ وَيَدْعُونَنَا رَغَبًا وَرَهَبًا وَكَانُوا لَنَا خَاشِعِينَ Allah subhanahu ta'ala says about the prophets and their disposition. They were a people who hastened to goodness. And they would invoke us in ease and in difficulty, in hope and in fear, in adversity and in prosperity. Wakanulana khashi'in, and they were a people in a very humble, submissive disposition to Allah Taala. Brothers and sisters, those situations in our lives are supposed to shape who we become. If I stay committed to my iman, I will find that the most prized things in my entire life are those things that were most difficult and those things that were so so bitter to swallow. That's what the people of the Day of Judgment will observe. That's what they'll see. As we look at Gaza and then we look into our own personal lives, let us think about things that are happening to me, myself and I in that lens. The Prophet wasallam tells us that on the Day of Judgment, people who had it easy, so to say, will wish they had it hard. Because of the fadl and the grace and the rahmah and the goodness that Allah gives to the people who were able to make it through. Who were able to be a people of true ribaat. The question now, brothers and sisters, for you and I, in my journey through this dunya, am I exuding a sense of ribaat? Am I exuding a sense of commitment? In that sense, wherever life pulls me, I find myself coming back more persistent. I want Allah, I need Allah, I'm not going to let this deter me, I'm not going to let this distract me. This was the menhaj of our salaf in their journey to Allah. Wa ta'ala. So many people get deterred and they get discouraged by what they see happening on the outside in life. It's so easy to fall into that mindset, you know what, this happened, I just feel so turned off and I feel like I don't have the will to continue or commit anymore. Look at this, one of our righteous predecessors was asked, بِمَا عَرَفْتَ ربك? How have you come to know your Lord? And he responded with a very profound response. He said, بِفَسْخِ Azaim وَصَرْفِ الهمام. I've got to know Allah tubaraka wa Ta'ala through my journey in this dunya finding that I would set my heart to one thing Fashk al-Aza'im and then my, my commitment to it will become undone because of something that will distract me away from it. Some trial that will take me away from that. Wasar fil himam I will find that I think the path forward is like this and guess what Allah tells me no it's not like this. Sealed shut. Wallahi, it's one thing to observe circumstance and cry over it. Oh, I wish I had this and why didn't this work out? And I'm so angry that this happened to me. And so on and so forth. It's one thing to just look at the closed doors in your life and stay crying over why they're closed. And it's another thing to embrace the spirit of resilience and see where is Allah leading me in my dunya? Where is this path in my dunya taking me? I'm going to embrace it and I know that Allah Azza wa Jal will not make my effort in loss and in vain. I trust that. I'm going to follow this journey and see where it leads. This is an attitude of Iman. There's no way, brothers and sisters, that the people of Gaza could have become who they became if they didn't have this attitude towards dunya. They would have given up after the first time Gaza was mowed down and destroyed. But no. Mowed down and destroyed. Rebuild it again. And you know what? Continue to build ourselves more. Mowed down and destroyed again. Rebuild it again. And continue to progress and persevere. Mowed down again. Mowing the... As they call I'm using the word mowed down because that's what they call it. Mowing the lawn. Gaza's lawn, its buildings, its structure, its infrastructure, has been mowed down uh, several times in the past 15 years. This is not the first... Uh, aggression against Gaza. yeah you know, they teach us this lesson Gaza the sumud. I need to be a person of sumud and resilience there's no goodness in life if I'm gonna be quick to give up on anything Wallahi, there's no goodness in life if I'm quick to give up on this mission and this the, 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 this this path that Allah azza wa jal has laid forth for me brothers and sisters this is a critical attitude that needs to be an ummah that's ready for change Absolutely, brothers and sisters. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala calls us to think about our lives in this lens. You know what? Every single one of us, we're building. And you know what's going to make our buildings unique? Is the level of effort, commitment, perseverance we have in dealing with what comes our way. This reminds us, this concept of building. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He says... من كان يريد الآخرة نزد له في ومن كان يريد الدنيا منها وما له في الآخرة من Someone who wants the hearth of this dunya, go ahead take it. You want the trivial distractions of this life, go ahead take them. You want al akhirah. you want the buildings of the hereafter. Guess what? Allah Azza wa Jal will give you and give you more. That's the promise of Allah. Don't get distracted and caught up with what's happening on the outside. Everyone is building in this dunya. What's the quality of my building? It's going to be defined by the character I learn along this journey. You know what? This is a critical question to ask. Because, you know, we all wish for victory. We all want to see victory. But a critical question to think about is, if so much significance has been given to riba'at, What's more coveted? Ribat or victory? What's more desired? What's more beneficial? What's more good? What brings more goodness? Is it persevering or winning? For the mu'min, the journey is greater than the outcome. Absolutely. The journey is what nurtures all the goodness and the values and the virtues in my life. Not the outcome. The outcome, the end result, that's something that just comes secondary. You know what? This is a Quranic disposition too. The Quran teaches the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam and the companions to say The Prophet Sallallahu and the companions were told to tell their enemies What are you trying to threaten us with? One of the two, husna. Husna is something that is utterly good, utterly blessed One of the two utterly blessed outcomes are you threatening us with one of the two utterly blessed outcomes? What are the two, th- these two blessed outcomes that the Prophet and the companions were told to tell their enemies? One of them was either worldly victory and prosperity, and then the other one was another sense of victory. Leaving this dunya with a state of resilience, commitment, humble submission to Allah Azza wa Jalla, and then going back to Him and finding Him pleased with you. What's better? Everyone, everything upon this dunya will come to an end. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala told, uh, or I should say one of the prophets of the past, Sayyidina Hood, he told the Ad. He, he told his people, وتتخذون تَخْلُدُونَ You're taking these structures and these properties and your buildings and everything so that you may think that you're going to experience khulud. There is no khulud. There is no sense of eternity in this dunya. Nothing, all of it will go to that same outcome. We're all going, we're all journeying to this one single outcome. But the journey is just different. Some people are going from the, this direction, from the right. Some are going from the left. Some are going straight forward. Some are going from the back. Some are all going back to this one outcome that's for every single creation of Allah Azza wa Jal. There's no khulud in dunya. One of the other things, brothers and sisters, that inspired this concept of resilience, because you know resilience is something that's with you when you're dealing with your shahwat. It's not just talking about uh, uh, society and nations and and and, and bloodshed and uh, dealing with a. It's not just talking about that. Resilience is something. I want this. My hewa and my whim is pushing me. You know. Pulling me towards this direction. And I need to find the resistance to hold myself back from doing this thing that will devastate my life. Or, not shahawat, trials. One of these trials, I was speaking this past week with a family who lost their seven-year-old boy. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala ease their pains and difficulties and make him in kafalat Ibrahim. This seven-year-old boy, his passing is another Ivan and ibrah for every person who's getting distracted by other appearances, getting distracted by the superficial aspects of this journey. This young boy passed away as he was walking out of his house to his school bus. He had food in his mouth. He choked on this food and he passed away in front of his parents. And his parents devastated. He was buried a week ago in a nearby community to ours. May Allah subh'anahu wa ta'ala ease their difficulties. His parents utterly shocked. The kid's fine. Nothing wrong with him whatsoever. He was having breakfast and he was going out to his school bus to go to school. That's how the, the, the bubble of dunya and the distractions of dunya could fade away. Just like that. Dunya comes to us in certain ways and it bursts our bubble brothers and sisters. I need to be a person who realizes what's really going to make a difference. Realizes what, what's truly going to be significant in the greater spectrum of my affairs. Can I possibly gain this disposition of the prophets? Of musara'a fil khairat, of striving for goodness. It's only going to come if in ease and in difficulty I find myself on this journey. In hardship... In, uh, in 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 life's greatest challenges, I, in the most prosperous times and moments of my existence, brothers. If you see any space, please fill it so that our brothers don't have to search for spots spots inside the Masjid. Jazakumullah khair. If sahu if lakum. Brothers and sisters, this concept of resilience, I really, really need to think about it. What's, what are the obstacles in the way of me becoming this resilient person? How, how can I go from just being patient to being this person who perseveres at patience? How can I go from this person who's content with whatever Allah decreed? It's been, being content is a beautiful thing, right? And these, are, these are beautiful concepts but how can I go from just being content to finding myself striving to something even greater I'm not just content you know what I am willfully persevering in this direction I embraced it and I am finding my soul being directed and by extension my body by what Allah Azza wa is decreeing for me yeah, I might not figure things out the first time around. That's fine. As our scholars from long ago they taught us. They said fi man sabaq, fi man Yeah, yeah, I won't get it the first time and that's how resilience is built, by the way. Resilience is a culmination of failures and successes that push me in a certain direction and give me a certain resolve. That can't be deterred. That's what resilience is. It's a culmination of failures. I'm going to fail a bunch of times before I become this person who is resilient. They're not not born a special way in Gaza. They're born just like you and I, every single one of us. They're not perfect beings in Gaza. They're not. The circumstances that they lived through built certain characteristics that we wish that we as people who are very privileged in our lives could gain. I want that because I'm finding the absence of these characteristics makes life very difficult. It's not about getting there first. No, it's about being sincere and committed to this process of growth. I'm going to learn and I want to continue to learn and I'm going to continue to make mistakes. But you know what? I'm going to keep on pulling myself back in the right direction. Brothers and sisters, there's tons of obstacles to this. My nephew's is the biggest one. How am I choosing to live? There's no way I could expect goodness in in my life and blessings and and, and something special. If I don't choose to live a special life, if I allow myself to indulge in Muharramat left and right, in every aspect, every layer of my life I find haram and I find things that distract me away from Allah and I find conversations that are utter nonsense and utterly useless. That's not going to give a special life. Naim, my nafs is a big distraction. The dunya also has its own fair share of distractions. The trivial details are the biggest sleeping pill for the soul. The trivial details eat away at people's core. Wallahi it does, brothers and sisters. Does anyone think for a moment that when they're just stepping outside of their house, that they're going to find Malak al-Mawt on the other side of the door? It's very difficult to be in that disposition and mindset. Yeah, in the midst of uh, someone dying, you might think about death a little bit more. But for me to be in this mindset where I am not distracted by this petty argument here, this petty disagreement there, and this nonsense that's happening uh, in my friendships, or in my work, or in my home, or wherever else it's happening. Nonsense eats away at people's cores, brothers and sisters. If I'm going to be a person of resilience, I need to figure out what other obstacles I have in the way of that. Am I a person who lives with a sense of purpose? That's also what contributes to being able to build these lofty values and virtues. What motivates me? What am I driven by? Well, guess what? Whatever I feed my mind, whatever I feed my soul is going to end up being the source of my motivation. If the tank is empty, how can I expect myself to find the willpower to go forward? If I really want to experience this beauty, I need to nourish the soul. I need to to fill and nurture my soul with beautiful things. I need to nurture my mind with beautiful things. Wallahi, it's not an impossible endeavor. And wallahi, once my soul tastes it, I will feel the sweetness of it. Oh, you can only imagine. The sweetness that A parent who's lost a son or daughter feels when they deal with that with a sense of rida. That's a special taste that only someone who's gone down that path of dealing with this trial could ever experience. I lost this, this unimaginable loss. And I say, Alhamdulillah, inna lillahi wa inna ilayhi raji'un. Brothers and sisters, that has a special taste. There's a special taste for certain things in dunya. The only one who's gone down that path can taste what it is. Ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to make us a people who are able to build within them. The virtues and the characteristics that truly lead to goodness in our own personal lives. That truly lead to goodness for the Ummah of Muhammad Wasallam. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make us worthy of goodness. And worthy of bringing goodness. May Allah make us worthy of goodness in our lives. And make us worthy of bringing goodness to humanity. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala better us and forgive our many shortcomings. Allahumma ameen, Allahumma ameen. Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen Wa salatu wa ala Sayyidina Muhammad Ashraf al-Khalqi wa Sayyidil Mursaleen Wa ala alihi wa sahbihi ajma'in Ya ayuhal ladhina aminu Attaqullaha wal tandur nafsun ma qaddamat lighadan Wa attaqullaha inna allaha khabirun bima ta'amaloon Amma ba Brothers and sisters For a person who remains resilient For a person who perseveres and a person who's committed. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala promises that he will take care of them and guard them and provide for them and nourish them and give them victory. You know those are the ones who are truly victorious. In our belief, in our i'tiqad the people of Gaza who remain committed to that before Allah azza wa jal have already become victorious. It's not about how, whatever is happening on the outside ends. No, no, no. It's about these beautiful virtues when they're found within the heart. That's the true definition of victory. That's the true definition of falah that our, that, 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 that last verse in Surah Ali Imran describes. Brothers and sisters, the Prophet, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, also tells us that Allah deals with us in that regard, it's not about what you do, it's about the journey you take in doing it. Allah's, the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam says, إِذَا Prophet tells us that when you remain committed to something and then you're no longer in the realm of being able to do it, either due to physical realities that deny you from doing it. Marad, illness. Allah Azza wa Jalla continues to give you the ajr as though you were doing it. If you continue to remain resilient, Allah Subh'anaHu Wa ta'ala promises that He will give you the reward according to the best and forgive the worst. This attitude towards living and this attitude towards life is something that is very, very soothing for the heart of the mu'min. Perspectives on life. Brothers and sisters, there are those who are living their moments and their minutes and their days and their dunya, and they wish they weren't. There are people who have fallen in utter despair from from life and living. And there are those who have so much limitations, and so much restriction, and so much constriction in their dunya, Yet, they find themselves living a whole life more than what the most prosperous person in their dunya can imagine. As we said, there are people who are having very easy lives, who wish they had the patience, the contentment, the resilience that the people of Gaza have. Brothers and sisters, When we look at perspectives towards lives, it's not about the value of things is in the product. Difficulty doesn't mean misery. Ease doesn't mean prosperity. These are Quranic lessons towards looking at our lives. One of the greatest things that deters people away from goodness is a mistaken definition. Of success. I'm successful. That means life needs to be good. It needs to be easy. I need to be happy. Every needs to be everything needs to be going the way it should be going. That's not success. No, it's not. Not for the mu'min whatsoever. Success, brothers and sisters. Prophet tells us what success is. Qad أَفْلَحَ مَنْ aslam. وَرُزِقَ كفافا. This person who's journeying resiliently in their dunya with Iman in their hearts. I've submitted to Allah. I have a sense of rida and contentment with circumstance. And I have my baseline sufficiency. That's a successful person. Things aren't as they seem. Where am I going to fit in this journey of life? Am I going to be able to gain these characteristics that will liberate my soul? Am I ever going to be able to find inspiration in those most difficult moments in my dunya? That's something that we all need to work towards. We ask Allah Azza wa Jal to make that easy for us and facilitate it for us. Allahumma ameen. Allahumma ameen. Allahumma fillana Allahumma Allahumma urhamna wa afina wa afu anna wa tajawz an sayyatina. Allahumma fillisagirina wa kabirina wa dakarina wa unthana wa shahidina wa ghaibina. Allahumma nahiyatu minna fahhiya al al iman. وَمَنَمَتْهُ مِنَّا فَأْمِتُوا عَلَى الْإِسْلَامِ اللهم اجعل خير عمرنا آخرة واجعل خير عملنا خواتمة واجعل خير أيامنا يوم من نلقاك فيه وانت آمن عنا آمين آمين الحمد لله بلعب لأكم الصلاة
0: الله أكبر الله أكبر شدوا لا إله إلا الله أشهد أن محمد رسول الله حي على الصلاة حي على الفلاح قد قامت الصلاة قد قامت الصلاه Allahu Akbar, Allahu Akbar, La ilaha illallah.
1: La ilaha illallah. Staqeemi, Rahmani, Rahmankumullah. InshaAllah, we're going to uh combine the prayers because of the snow that's outside, inshaAllah. La ilaha illallah. Um, also, a note uh, for the sisters downstairs. We have, mashallah, after salah, uh, three sisters who want to take their shahada. Uh, so, after we finish salah, I will go downstairs and they will take the shahada. So, we ask the sisters to please wait uh, for that, inshallah. Jazakumullah khair.
2: Allah wa
1: بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد رب العالمين الرحمن الرحيم مالك يوم الدين اياك نعبد واياك نستعين اهدنا الصراط المستقيم صراط الذين
2: انعمت عليهم
1: لَكُمْ دِينُكُمْ وَالْيَدِينَ اللَّهُ
2: أَكْبَرُ سَمِعَ اللَّهُ لِمَنْ حَمِدًا اللَّهُ أَكْبَرُ Allah
1: is the Allah is Allah Alhamdulillah, Rubbil Alameen Arrahman, Rahim, Imaniki, Omidini, Ea, can Abu Dwa, Ea, can a stain. Eating a Al Mustakim, a Sirah, Al Ladina, and Amtah lay him. Wail Mobby, I lay him while a
2: Sami Allahu wa man hamida Allahu akbar Allahu akbar Allahu akbar Allah Assalamu salamu wa rahmatullah As-salamu wa rahmatullah
0: Allahu Akbar, wa Akbar, shadwaan la ilaha illa Allah Shadwa anna Muhammad, Rasulullah حي على الصلاه حي على الفلاح قد قامت الصلاة قد قامت الصلاه الله اكبر الله اكبر لا اله الا الله لا اله لا الله الله أكبر.
2: Allah akbar Sami Allah Allah akbar Allah akbar allah Semi' allah 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 <coughs> akbar Some are the ones who are the ones who are Allahu Akbar. Allah akbar. come on liman me Allah'u akbar. Allah 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 As-Salaamu Alaikum Wa Rahmatullahi As-Salaamu Wa Rahmatullahi
1: As-Salaamu Alaikum Rahmatullahi Bismillah wa Alhamdulillah wa Salatu as Ala Sayyidina Rasulullah Wa Ala Alihi wa Sahbihi wa Alaa May Allah Subh'anaHu Wa ta accept from us all Allahumma Ameen We have a lot of things happening at the Masjid, uh, brothers and sisters. Uh You can join us for the programming. We have our Friday forums on every Friday night, um, and we're supposed to be speaking tonight about centering our relationships on patience and gratitude. Uh, we also have um, a new course that's every Sunday, and it's uh, going to, It's Sundays at 6 p.m. It's about parables of the Qur'an, Amthal al-Qur'an. You're welcome to join us for that. We have also for brothers uh, a halaqa that's on hadith studies after Salat al-Isha on Sundays. You're welcome to join us insha'Allah. And we have a lot of other things happening at the Masjid. Uh, besides that, we have a special uh, uh, intensive this weekend with, a, doc, uh, with, um, uh, with uh, a sister who's a specialist in uh, psychotherapy. It's in ICPC Patterson in the Red House, uh, Dr. Marwa Assar. And it's about emotional healing. And uh, you could uh, look up for details on the website insha'Allah khair. As I said, we have uh, three shahadas downstairs. I'll be coming downstairs uh, to uh, administer the shahada. Uh, we have another shahada here. Okay, the three shahadas. We also have three more downstairs too. Okay, uh, we have one here and three downstairs. So uh, we'll start with our brother here. Uh, Assalamu alaikum. How are you? Jason, it's a pleasure to have you in the masjid here with us. Uh, We have one shahada with one of our brothers upstairs, and then we'll go downstairs for the three sisters who are waiting to accept their Islam as well. Um, Brother Jason, uh, when uh, someone seeks to accept Islam, we remind them of certain things, the foundations of the religion. They're called the five pillars and the six articles of faith. Uh, The five pillars of Islam are uh, the shahada, the testimony, and Salah, five daily prayer. Oh, you want to say them? MashaAllah. We have the five daily prayers, uh, which are direct relationship with Allah. And we also have fasting Ramadan, which is our relationship with our soul. And then we have Zakah, almsgiving, which is our duty to those in need uh, if we're financially well off. And then we have Hajj, once in a lifetime, for those who are physically and financially capable. Do you believe in this, Brother Jason? Yes. Okay. And as Muslims, we also believe in one God. Uh, We believe that God is the all-wise, the all-knowing, the all-merciful. And he communicated his message and our purpose through his prophets and messengers. And the last of these prophets and messengers is Muhammad. We believe in Moses. We believe in Jesus, that he was a servant of God, just as the other prophets and messengers. And we believe in Noah and in Abraham. Do you believe in this, Brother Jason? Yes, I do. We believe in their revealed books, and the last revealed book was the Qur'an to Muhammad uh, sallallahu alaihi wasallam. Do you believe in this, Brother Jason? Yes, I do. We as Muslims also believe in the unseen. We believe in the day of judgment, and that's the day that we're all going to be held accountable for our actions and our decisions. Do you believe in this, Brother Jason? Yes. And the last of these articles of faith is belief in divine decree. That is, I have the freedom to choose, but ultimately God knows what I will choose. Do you believe in this, Brother Jason?
2: I believe in this.
1: All right, if you believe in this and in the basic teachings of the Qur'an and of the Prophet, then you say with me the shahada and you become a Muslim. Are you ready? I'm ready. The shahada means I bear witness and testify that there's no deity worthy of worship except God alone and Muhammad Sallam is his final messenger. So say with me.
0: Ashadu.
2: An. An. La. La. Ilaha. Ilaha. Illa. Allah. Allah. Wa ashadu. Wa ashadu. Anna Muhammadan, Muhammadan Rasulullah sha Allah, Allah. Allah.
1: Takbir Takbir Allahu Akbar Takbir Allahu Akbar You've indeed won just as you raised your hand. Inshallah, you won the success of this life and the next. Congratulations, Brother Jason. And we always remind people when they accept Islam, it erases all past wrongdoing and it converts it to good deeds. So Allah bless your journey, Brother Jason. Uh, please say salam to our brother. Jazakumullah khair. This is our package from the masjid. Jazakumullah khair. Asalaamu Alaikum. Please greet our brother. Jazakumullah khair. (laughs) As-salamu <laughs> alaykum um, Where the sisters who want to take their shahada, You can come forward over here, inshallah Inshallah uh, so Your name, sister? Ashley, masha'Allah uh, And you, sister? Emily, masha'Allah uh, Do we have two sister Huma or is there a third one? Ashley and Emily? Okay. Uh, So, Ashley and Emily, uh, as I was saying to our brother Jason upstairs,